0: They're getting drunk, 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 they're getting drunk They're a bunch of idiots getting drunk
1: Talking about conspiracy opinions There's really not much more to it you are listening to the Drunk, drunk We're
2: ready Ready uh, uh, Drunk is it? Yeah. So tonight, yeah, Ryan's... Ryan's having a no time <laughs>
1: just anything that involves money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Kelly, what are we drinking?
2: We are drinking silver. (laughs) Lime juice. Show up. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We're drinking silver coin margaritas. So to make this, you're going to need an ounce and a half of silver tequila, just whatever you like. Half ounce of Cointreau and an ounce and a half of lemon juice, an ounce and a half of lime juice. You're going to shake all that shit together. It
3: into a really
1: rock glass. they're being nerds in the background
3: there's a whole bag of resistors right here and they're blue with all kinds of lines on them and the lines tell you the resistance if you know what you're doing and you're really good and i don't but apparently there's like a system to it and i don't know it but that's cool as shit i read that the other day in like a soldering electronic subreddit it was cool as shit GET THOSE NERDS! NERD!
1: NERD! <laughs> who wants to go first? Let Ray go first.
3: I've got so much I need to not go first.
1: Y'all yeah, want me to go first have... mine's not going to be long and mine's dumb as hell. Okay. Alright, so since we're talking about money, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, Nigeria because there's always, like, the Nigerian princes <laughs> trying to give me money or you know, whatever the hell those people are doing. Um, I decided to do... Animals from Nigeria that steal five tons of money from the government for no reason. So, Nigeria is the seventh most populous country in the world with more than 200 million people, 34.5 million goats, 22.1 million sheep, and 13.9 million cattle. All right, so in 2018, a snake swallowed 36 million naira. That will be decided. Yeah. Which is the um, equivalent of about $100,000. So there's a sales clerk. She works for the Nigerian Examination Board, which collects exam fees for colleges. This immediately brought to mind ITT Tech. I'm assuming that this is their version of scam schools. But state sponsored.
3: Yes. So we might as well do it state <laughs> sponsored so everybody gets a piece.
1: Apparently, they got audited, and they were missing all this money. She got suspended after she told the auditors that a snake had come into her office and swallowed all of this money. She admitted that she had the money. She said that she kept the money in a safe. But she swears that a snake came into her office and swallowed all this money. Later, though, that same clerk... Said that she had never said that. She didn't know what the fuck these people were talking about. She said um, no one had ever even asked her about missing money. She didn't know that money was missing. She doesn't know why anybody's talking to her anyway. She's just a clerk and fuck y'all's money. Yes.
3: I have a question Do they make a safe that is snake proof?
1: You would think that all so, right? would be snake proof. <laughs>
3: exactly, shouldn't they not all be snake proof?
1: But see, according to her, she never said that. Even so like a did she
3: even say, a simple like diary, see, I you wanted get some... it to
1: be true so bad. They're like maybe the ate
2: like, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, like maybe a
3: huge anaconda just ate all this shit really quickly. It could be a thing.
1: This one and all of these that I'm about to read, except for one, um, there is no proof for, it, and I don't believe any of it. It's just people trying to get away with it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Or very
3: hungry snakes.
1: In 2019, a gorilla swallowed 6.8 million naira. That's roughly 19,000 US dollars. This is money that um, it was from the zoo. So, this is like entrance fees or whatever from the zoo. So, police said that all that they could confirm is that the money is missing. Um, An AFP journalist visited the zoo and was told. That there had never been a gorilla at that zoo, <laughs> and that zoo had been open for half a century now. But, um, the CEO swears up and down at first that a gorilla ate it. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say where the money was, but it was somewhere accessible to a gorilla that was never there, anyway. But anyway, um, so later the CEO stated that. The gorilla thing wasn't true. At 3 a.m. on Sunday, June 9th of 2019, armed robbers stormed the zoo and looted seven of the offices. This case is still under investigation right
4: now. You sure it wasn't the animals? No. Apparently
2: not. Seems like people live... Uh, Jerry, you're like the worst liar.
1: They, <laughs> yeah, they just, like, make up shit that nobody makes sense. So, in February of 2018, a senator stated, and I didn't do the U.S. dollar math on this, but um, he stated that 70 million naira that was given to the Northern Forum of Senators had been swallowed by monkeys at his farm. Is he it had, a monkey farm? He just lives on a farm and for whatever reason has monkeys, and, and they ate 70 million naira. So
3: random monkey, um, money-eating monkeys. He
1: had been accused by this forum <clears throat> of senators of misusing the funds that had been given to them. And no. so this was the excuse that he Never gave. Never would he He do was that. like, for whatever reason... He took the money to his personal farm and there For it was. safekeeping. <laughs> there <laughs> and it was. threw it out in the yard. Do you, there mean, it was you know how many people in monkeys.
3: the city want to steal that money? All
1: of them. <laughs> April 2020 <laughs> 50 goats ate 50 billion naira. That is equivalent like 100, to $129 million. That's
3: 120 times more than This money before.
1: belonged to the Nigerian federal government and was supposed to go for a relief fund. That's tons I don't of know money. what relief fund. I'm thinking it probably had something to do with COVID. Tons of money. Because of, you know, when it My was. My
4: question is how is everybody in this country not just gone bankrupt? <laughs> because the animals <laughs> well, like, are just. Right? Eating all <laughs> <from> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't understand what they're doing, but. So, um, this story about the 50 goats was circulated online. There were no real details given. Um, there was no sign that any government had lost $50 billion or that they had blamed it on goats. But apparently, a fuck ton of news outlets ran this story. So, I don't, I don't know if that was true or not. It's probably not. This one, however, is true. And I saw the photos and the Facebook posts, and it's fucking hilarious. So, in February of 2018, An elephant appears at a bank immediately after the money van leaves. Now, you know, they come and they pick up the money and they take it somewhere, but they also get money brought to them. Uh, This van was bringing the money to them. And then out of nowhere, here's a fucking elephant. There's pictures of this elephant. I've seen it. This elephant was there, but nobody knows where it came from. But, um... The manager of that bank claims that the elephant stole 125 million naira. Again, I didn't do the math or whatever. Got pictures of the elephant. Where the fuck did this elephant come from? And how did he get in the fucking bank to steal the money? But so they posted it on Facebook and everything this bank did, and they're like, "Yo, this elephant just stole a bunch of our money." <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, ah, uh, where's that like first national bank of nigeria or whatever is what it's called that bank's mascot is an elephant which is a little bit weird yeah but, um so you know they went they posted on facebook they posted the pictures are like hey it's all the money well then the people that like do business with that bank started freaking out and we're like calling them and going down there and like hey that elephant ate all my money so they spent like two weeks having to reassure people that their money was fine like well, then who this- it <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> also, like-
4: elephants are not the fastest creatures on the earth. Like,
1: Well, I guess maybe they were dumbfounded. Maybe they were like, wait a minute. I probably would it's elephants just taking all our money. <laughs> hey, are you watching that? <laughs> you see what's happening? <laughs> like- I mean, at first like- I would yeah, be dumbfounded, too. But then-, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but then I would immediately be like, hey, that thing just took $100 billion. Like... <laughs> Probably need to stop that. Yeah,
1: like, my, but I don't know. Elephants can fuck you up if they're mad, and if he wants that money, I'm just gonna yeah, let him have, have be, that money. Right? That's, I mean, that's what insurance is for.
4: <laughs> they could tranquilize it.
1: Who just has elephant tranquilizers? <laughs>
4: The fucking zoo. Well, never mind. They don't the have money the
1: bank. <laughs> This is at the bank. I know this
4: is at the bank.
1: <laughs> oh, they should call the zoo.
4: But then the zoo doesn't have money because all the fucking gorilla ate, <laughs> yeah, all the their, ate all their So money. they can't afford tranquilizers.
1: That's the only ones I have for Nigeria. I do have two other ones um, that are just hilarious about animals stealing shit. So all right. In Thailand... I did not write down a date on this because, you know, that's how I did my research. But um, in Thailand, a monkey stole a s- smartphone from somebody. He just, like, ran up to took his fucking phone, right? Well, so it was, like, him and his friend are sitting there. So his friend is like, I'm going to video call that phone. It's going to freak the fucking monkey out. He'll drop the phone. We can go over there and fucking get it from him. No big deal. So he video calls the phone. The monkey fucking answered it. <laughs> the monkey answered the fucking phone. And then it sent the bye-bye waving emoji and hung up. The guy screenshotted it. Like, this fucking happened. And so then people are like, maybe animals are smarter than we fucking think they are. Right? Well,
4: monkeys in general are incredibly smart.
1: But would they know to do a most Like, they know how to work phones? It
4: would <laughs> depend on where that monkey came
1: from. Uh, I do feel like monkeys would be, like, little smart-ass motherfuckers what? too. they <laughs> would. And then, so, I was reading, and there's more than one article about this, and one of them said, this supports the theories that some species are actually smarter than humans, but don't want to work or pay taxes, et cetera, so they play stupid. <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably exactly what that yeah. one. Last one. In 2012, a band of monkeys in India learned to understand train platform announcements. They would hang out near the train station and, you know, they would announce and it'd be like, train, whatever so and so is going to be stopping at platform 15. They would run down and gather at platform 15. And when people got off the train, they'd steal their shit. <laughs> They're in their purses and their bags and just oh, whatever shit. they could fucking get. It got so bad that, like, the government of that town or whatever was offering a reward for anybody who could figure out how to fix this problem. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, again, monkeys are smart as fuck.
2: And they're assholes. And they're
1: assholes, too, I guess. I love it. That's all I've got, though. So I just don't understand why Nigerians are so bad at fucking lying. <laughs> when do they have, I mean, because when you think of Nigeria, all you think of is scams. Right. Is it
4: really that they're bad at lying or that they just know that nobody really gives a shit? So fuck it, we'll tell them the animals took it.
1: Because yeah, like if nobody gives a shit, why? They're just brazen now. They're just like, well, I'll tell you what happened. What, what? happened was the duck fucking ate it.
4: <laughs> if fuck, nobody, you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I mean, if nobody gives a shit, why come up with some elaborate yeah. story to it? Yeah,
1: The <laughs> duck ate it. Prove it didn't.
4: alan <laughs> like, I mean, has got it. Yeah, whatever.
1: I was just so wild. And that was just five of them. I mean, it, it's there's so many. and It's just like every time somebody gets accused of something, and it's usually some sort of government. or you know charity funds where'd it go specifically
4: in africa a lot of government officials and stuff have been known to be super corrupt yeah so i mean they're
1: corrupt everywhere and like our people have never come out and been like you know what had happened (laughs) was the hippo (laughs) lady But, I mean, they're,
4: they're corrupt everywhere, but over there, like, I've heard it's...
1: and Well, it would have lame, to be, because why was... Uh, nobody questioned why the guy took all that money back to his farm. Uh, they questioned where the monkeys came from. i like, yeah. I would be wondering why you've got the money at your personal house. Right. Yeah. But, no, let's talk about monkeys.
3: <laughs> I guess it's my turn. So, I'm going to be doing... Mostly bank robberies, or robberies in general. A lot of banks, though. But it will be people that did crimes while wearing some sort of super realistic, mostly silicone masks. Because I have five crimes. Sorry, four crimes. And like three of them bought the mask from the same And Ain't
1: that the name of Snape Dogs? Why? Guy. Oh, it's, it is it is some
3: crimes. Huh? Four crimes? Is it? Is it something like that? What? It's
1: something. I was that? something like 13, 21 crimes. <laughs> Shit, I don't
3: know. Murder was the case that they gave me, I know. It's
1: 187 Nine, crimes. 19 mm-hmm. crimes. 19 <laughs> crimes.
3: Well, I don't have 19. I've got four, but... All right, so masks have always been a thing usually they were a a latex type foam dealio which works but dries out it doesn't look quite as realistic super close up and then a company called spfx they were the first one in california started making hyper realistic masks that was their description and they were took months to months to make usually they were based on a real person and one of my stories is have to do with that So based on real people, he had multiple uh, effects artists working on them. Individual hairs put in, they put freckles, they painted the whole thing, and like I said, over months of time, they did it, and it was molded not just as the mask, but also to your face, so it would fit better. So the first person was a man from Hong Kong. Now, eventually it came out that he used a type of Coyote, which if y'all don't know what that is, coyote is a person that stinks someone into another country illegally. He was trying to get out of uh, Hong Kong. Now he said he wanted asylum because he was he did something. The government wanted to kill him. They have they've have a crazy thing where if you talk against the government, they'll just take you and put you in a concentration camp and you disappear. So he bought one of these super realistic masks in uh, October of 2010. He got a passport, because apparently his family paid a whole bunch of money for him to get away. Uh, he bought a passport of a man that was uh, 55 years his senior, so in his 60s, 70s. Bought this hyper-realistic old white man mask, and he's like a 20-year-old Asian dude. Got through the Hong Kong security people, got through all that, His everything worked. And then the passenger behind him, the lady noticed, in front of me was, like, an old white guy. And then, like, halfway through the flight, four hours or so in, there was a a young Asian dude in his seat. And I thought that was weird. And then the stewardess noticed when she brought him some food earlier in the day. He looked older, but his hands were really young because apparently he forgot to mess with his hands. That's what I was thinking the whole time. The first thing, exactly. He didn't do, he didn't do everything. He did part of it that he didn't go far enough, right? So he gets all the way, he was going to Vancouver. He gets to fucking Canada, but gets like at customs there that make him take off the mask and figure out who he is. And then he uh, admits that his family paid somewhere around $45,000 to this group of people that used these masks to get people through and they had fake passports to get them to other countries and it was a lot of people that needed political asylum. Like just right right now, if you say you're from Taiwan, oh no, that's not its own country, that's China. You can't say that. Exact same thing, so he's trying to get out. Now, number two is even crazier. So this one might be my favorite. Same year, 2010, a man named Conrad Jurak, Polish immigrant, was in Cincinnati. He decided, I'm gonna rob everything near me. Now, he ordered one of the same masks from uh, SPFX, super realistic, he's a white Polish immigrant, and he ordered a mask of a black man, painted around his eyes, and did his hands, or I I think he wore gloves, one or the other, so he couldn't be identified any way whatsoever he thought so he robbed four to five banks I can't remember exactly somewhere in the neighborhood of four to five banks a credit union which is like a bank but like owned by the people that bank there and a CVS randomly for some reason I guess he thought CVS (laughs) would have a bunch of money I don't yeah exactly that that one is my favorite just the random CVS so He was a Polish immigrant, and he ordered a mask of a black man. Now, apparently, for some reason, the company that did it, the black man that they did it from was in Cincinnati. They arrested the man that it looked like. The person in the lineup picked the guy out. But on the very last bank robbery before the other two, he had ink that exploded on the money. So his girlfriend, the only reason he got caught his girlfriend went in the closet saw the mask and a whole bunch of money with the blue dye pack on it and was like holy shit my boyfriend robbed somebody because there's no reason you would have ink on money unless you rob someone and she turned him in which to me
0: eh, i
3: I love you i'm not gonna (laughs) turn you in so you know maybe kara's committed a bunch of crimes maybe i have we're not gonna turn each other in but this chick did it. <laughs> so, you know, you know, whatever. She turned him in. He got caught, and they found the thousand of dollars of uh, bills with ink on it. And apparently she turned him in. He went to a court, got 25 years after they arrested the wrong man. They won't release the name of the man that got arrested or anything. The guy that made the mask won't say who it was, but it just so happens to be in the same city, and I think that's fucking hilarious that he picked
1: so, like
3: he had a lot of masks and he picked the only one that was in the city he was in your turn Where? You
1: so like this guy just found a picture of a random black man no and he, he, he
3: he buys their likeness to make a mask and then sells them and it just so happened who
1: would agree to that what who the f- if some motherfucker came to me and was like hey man I want to make your face into a mask and sell it to just anybody who wants it <laughs> like
4: a lot of people.
1: You, would you? Yeah, sure. You would you would sell your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell no. Well, this is the did... early
3: 2000s. This is a different time. <clears throat> time. I don't give a shit what year it was. Why? Why? Why, why it never... going to hurt? Well, like, okay. I, I going I got arrested. Got to but run. that hasn't happened yet, so.
2: But I would That's immediately think, why would, would somebody you... want to wear another face if it's not Halloween? They want to go rob some shit. Like, but maybe is it is it? for
3: Halloween you don't know whether but maybe but it's a movie Maybe be me for no, Halloween I, mean, yeah. I mean no they I'm want a random to for fa- for they want a Halloween. random face they know looks realistic because it's a real person but it's just a person that nobody's seen from wherever oh fucking Cincinnati I mean, oh, okay just, that'll work just think about
4: movies or TV shows any of that kind of yeah. shit
1: yeah <laughs> I'm not in any of those no. things. Like, there's never no reason like, anybody would ever no, no, need more I'm money. saying
4: that's why there's a need for that industry, like cosplay, TV shows, any kind of media enterprise. Mission Impossible. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, I understand the need for
4: masks. Right, I don't
1: understand the need for Joe Blow's fucking Joe Blow from Cincinnati. I don't understand the need for his mask. I'm with you. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> making sure. You continue. Yeah. I just.
4: And what if dude was just hard up for money and this company came along and said, hey, we'll give you 500 bucks so you let us take a couple pictures. I and bet my- he
1: regrets that shit know. I bet he does <clears throat> <say. laughs> Or if he could sue for that. No, because he had to sign something. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, they probably just bought some stock images. They probably didn't seek him out and say, we want to make a mask of your face. It was probably just stock images that he had sold the rights to to whatever company.
1: That could be a thing. And then
4: big. this... Because a lot of
1: times you don't think about the repercussions of that shit. Yeah. I've taken pictures and sold them on stock sites. I've, I've sold pictures that we took at the Georgia Godstones, of just the Godstones. But, like, if somebody bought one that we were in, then now somebody paid for that picture, they do whatever they want to do with it, right? Like, turn it into a herpes ad (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) they (laughs) won't do it. I can't say shit.
4: You think a a lot of fucking like picture ads and stuff for products started with stock images. Yeah. That they just bought for 20 bucks off of some generic stock website.
1: I never thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Three. Hold on. I was listening to an old episode earlier today, y'all. And um, I don't know if you remember, but it was the Milli Vanilli and the um, Mattress Firm and all that. Uh-huh. I was listening to that one for whatever reason. We decided that we were going to do a Drunk Theory drinking game. So anybody listening, if every time I burp, they have to take a drink. Oh. Every time Ryan <laughs> passes out, they have to take a drink. Every time Matt throws up, they have to take a drink. And every time you mispronounce something, they have to oh, take a Oh, shit. <laughs> I
4: feel like somebody's going to be pretty fucked <laughs>
3: All right, 2015. Mister <laughs> Benoit Constant is his name. Used one of the same type of masks. He was a like 20 year old, 20ish, 25, 26, something like that. Uh, black man in North Carolina, and he bought one of the realistic masks for someone in their like 60s, baldish old white dude to completely fuck everybody over. Now, he actually did his hands and did under the mask, so he looked like what it was. They had no idea who it was. He robbed a credit union and possibly some other shit in North Carolina, but he had a partner, uh, a girlfriend, who was driving a silver van. That van was seen nearer the scene of the crime, and they just started pulling over silver vans to see some shit. They pulled her over, not knowing, he didn't know, he was in Texas all the way trying to get away she got pulled over they found the mask that looks exactly like the video in the van and some other shit like a bag with a certain stripe that looks exactly like what he used to steal shit so they arrested her put a warrant out for him and he got pulled over in Texas for some dumb traffic violation and they saw the arrest warrant and he got arrested after that shit because they had no idea who it was until they found the mask in her damn van God damn. My question is,
4: why are these people not like getting rid of the mask after they commit the crime? Because they want to do another robbery. That's the thing. They, yeah, always, they always want if more. Works. But, but once people start looking, like, no, nah, that shit's going in the trash. That's true.
1: Yeah. Throw it away. You get another, Get another one. You know the mask still works. Yeah. just get a different one. It'll work too. And you
4: can afford it because you just robbed some shit. Rob.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've had a lot of shots buck off.
1: <laughs> i uh, sure we were doing video well, for this. Look there. at how much I've drank out of this. Well, well, that's
4: okay. What was the name of that company, by the way, while you are taking a brief pause? Uh,
3: SPFX. Okay, I want to see what they got. There mind. you go. Mind <laughs> mind. <laughs> All right, Now, number four, my last one. Now, this isn't 100% a mask, silicone, face prosthesis robbery, but most of the people that have seen the robberies think It's not an old man. So, the man is known as the Geezer Bandit. He has robbed in SoCal 16 banks and gotten away from 2008 or so to 2011 or 12 or so. 16 different fucking banks. Was it that long ago? Yeah. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Yeah, it's it's been forever. (laughs) So, he robbed all of them in SoCal, somewhere in Southern Uh, California. So 16 banks, and he was estimated to be between 60 and 70 years old, 5'8", you know, just a nobody, whatever. But the very last video of him robbing a bank, they set off the ink, and that freaked him out. And, a, and according to most of the people that I've seen that are investigating, if they've seen that video he runs his ass out of that bank like an Olympic runner. So they think he's wearing a mask and doing really good to pretend he's old, but he's probably someone in his 20s or 30s that's gotten away with it. Could it be a woman. And yeah. then after that last one that they did it, they stopped completely.
1: Because he's smart. Exactly.
3: And it hadn't happened since like 2011, so that was it. The Geezer Bandit stopped, and everybody's like, maybe it's somebody else, but they have no idea because there's no evidence other than Old man robs banks. That's all they've got.
2: Really, it's a surfer.
3: Goddamn! Yeah, six hundred and seventy-five bucks. Yeah, when the first guy bought it, it was like twelve hundred. Now they're five six hundred bucks for a good one.
4: That's six hundred and seventy-five dollars if you get it with the eyebrows. There you go.
1: There's a there's an option with no eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> so that's all
3: you got. Yeah, four. That's it. For that. Uh,
1: my girlfriend tried to make me have sex on the hood of her Honda Civic. I refused. If I'm going to have sex, it's going to be on my own accord. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what did one tampon say to the other? What? Nothing. They were both stuck up bitches. <laughs> So I am doing
2: the Lufthansa heist and I'm super excited about this because I love the mob (laughs) and I will talk about the mob any chance I get so you might have heard of this if you've ever seen Goodfellas but I am taking most of my info from a book called the Lufthansa heist behind the six million dollar cash haul that shook the world and that is by okay. Henry Hill and Daniel Simone. And it was uh, published in 2015. Okay. So, Lufthansa is Germany's largest airline. And it's the second largest airline in Europe. And the heist took place December 11th, 1978, um, at the okay. Lufthansa <clears throat> Cargo Building at Kennedy Airport. So, this happened in New York. They made away with $6 million in cash and jewelry um, that was untraceable, small bills unmarked, um, and it was the biggest heist in US history at the time. The current record for the biggest heist is now the Dunbar armored car robbery, which happened in LA in 1997. And they got away with, I believe it was $18.9 million. So um, the money and jewelry from Lufthansa were never recovered. Um, And this predominantly involves a faction of the Lucchese uh, crime family, referred to as the Robert's Lounge gang. And Robert's Lounge was owned by Jimmy the Gent Burke. Um, So he and Henry Hill, who wrote the book that I just mentioned, um, they were involved in the planning. There was also Tommy Desimone, Angelo Seppe, Frenchie McMahon, Joe Buda Monry, Louis Cafora, and Paolo Lacastri, who was a Gambino hitman. And I will talk about why the Gambinos are involved in this in a little bit later. But um, they performed the heist. So you also have Parnell Stacks Edwards, who was a musician at Robert's Lounge. He was supposed to dispose of the, of the van that they used in the heist. And then you have Frank Burke, who was Jimmy's son, who was supposed to transfer the money into a backup vehicle and drive it to a safe house to put the money. In terms of the planning, it started with Louis Werner. And he was an, an airport employee who owed about $20,000 to a dude named Marty Krugman. And Marty Krugman was a wig shop owner and small time bookmaker. So, this was $20,000 in gambling debt. So, Lewis presented the idea that they could rob the airport and that would kind of wipe out his $20,000 debt. And he would kind of service the inside man for that job. Well, Marty didn't have. The muscle or any of that to pull off a, a robbery of an airport with security and all that. So he took the idea to Henry Hill and Jimmy Burke because they're mob and they got muscle and guns and all of that shit. So that's how it started. Um, Jimmy Burke selected the members of his crew that would pull off the heist, and then he set up a meeting with John Gotti. And John Gotti was a Gambino crime boss, so from another family. Um, in exchange for about $200,000 of the cut, John Gotti gave them a warehouse um, where they could stash a car that would be their backup car and gave them an area to make the transfer. So they're going to rob in this van, bring it to this warehouse, transfer the money. Stacks is supposed to take the van and dispose of it. He's taking it to a prearranged area to get it crushed. And Frank Burke is going to take the money in this other car. <coughs> somewhere else the problems with that (laughs) so it was super obvious from the get-go that it was an inside job like the robbers knew how many people were on shift they knew when they would be on break and Lufthansa was super secure and they had lots of like silent alarms and all kinds of shit and they knew how to get around all of that so there was one thing where um The robbers knew that they had to close the outer door to the vault before opening the inner door, because if they didn't, it would trip a silent alarm to the port authority. So they're like, only somebody who was on the inside would know that. Number two, Lewis Werner was a fucker. (laughs) So he was like suspect number one on everybody's mind. It was immediate. And also, he talked a lot. So, he'd even talk about, you know, man, it'd be awesome if we brought this place. You know, it was, like, a no-brainer that he was involved in this shit. And, like, when the cops were there the next day, it was like, Lewis Werner did this shit. Or, can you prove it? No, but he did this shit. <laughs> he <laughs> fucking did it, man. Right. I know he, he did it. He's a fucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> you've got that. But you've also got Stacks. Stacks was an incompetent junkie. And he was supposed to take the van to a pre spot and get that shit crushed. Well, instead, what he did was, he's driving, and he's like, My girlfriend lives right over here, and she's probably got some coke, so I'm going to go stop at my girlfriend's house. Well, he ends up hanging out there for two fucking days at her apartment. The cops find the van... The van has, like, ski masks. It also has the IDs of all the people that, uh, were employees of the airport. Because the robbers had taken that, like, as a threat. I know where you live, motherfucker. I've got... So, (laughs) all of that shit was in the fucking van. They also had Stax prints, right? (laughs) So, at this point, you know motherfuckers are about to get whacked. And they they do. So, (laughs) the first one to go is Stax, um... He is shot and killed in his apartment on December 18th, 1978 by Tommy Simone and Angelo Seppe. Next up, Marty Krugman. So, he's hassling Jimmy Burke. He's like, I want my cut, I want my cut, give me my money, my money, my money. Because, you know, he's like, you wouldn't have had this deal if I hadn't come to you, if I hadn't brought you Lewis Warner. So, Jimmy Burke gets tired of that shit and him and Angelo Sepe murder him on January 6, 1979. His body was never found, um, and he was declared legally dead in 1986. Up next, you have Lewis and Joanna Cafora. So they were visited by the FBI in March of 1979. And when Lewis said that he didn't have shit to do with the heist... The FBI played it off like they were relieved. They're like, oh, thank goodness. If you didn't have anything to do with it, then you and your family are safe. We just wanted to check on you and make sure you're all right. So then they leave and everything. They come back that night and start fucking around in his garage, like making noise and shit. So he immediately thinks that somebody's trying to set off a car bomb. Or, you know, trying to install a car bomb on his car. He calls the FBI the next day and it's like, I'm, you know, I need protection. I'm ready to talk. Well, Angelo Seppe knows that the FBI visited, so now they have to get whacked, <laughs> too. <laughs> so, Lewis and Joanna were presumably murdered. Their bodies were never found either. And you have Joe Buddha Manry and Frenchie McMahon. Um, they were both found dead in a parked car in May of 1979 together. Um, Angelo Seppe and Paolo Lacastri shot them execution style in the back of the head. Teresa Ferrara. So she was an informant who was sleeping with Tommy DeSimone. And also Lucchese mob boss Paul Vario. She disappeared in February 1979 After agreeing to testify about Lufthansa, because apparently Tommy would talk while they were in bed, so she knew a lot of shit. So his pillow talk was... About all the shit that he (laughs) robbed. This this one time. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Her torso washed up on the Jersey Shore in May of 1979, and she was identified by her breast implants. That's how they actually ID'd her.
1: Oh, yeah, because those things have, like, serial numbers or something, don't they? yeah. That's fucking wild. So,
2: murders around this time that were actually unrelated to Lufthansa, Tommy DeSimone, he was supposed to become a made man you know, in the Lucchese family. Well, John Gotti thought that was straight fucking bullshit because apparently Tommy had offed two of the Gambino uh, crime family. And so he had to sit down with Paul Vario. Was the boss of Lucchese's, and was like, this is fucking bullshit. You can't make him a made man. You gotta let me kill him. And <laughs>
1: You gotta let me kill him. <laughs>
2: yeah, and Paul Mario is like, alright, so he gave him the green light to kill uh, Tommy DeSimone. He disappeared in January of 1979. His body was never found either.
1: Um, what do they be doing with all these bodies?
2: <laughs> I don't know. The mob is good at fucking hiding people. Also... Paolo LaCastri, so he is the Gambino crew member who was supposed to be looking after Gotti's interest. Um, He was dating Lena DiNapoli, who was the favorite niece of Bonanno crime boss Carmine Galenti. So, he knocked her up and then refused to marry her. They found his naked and bullet-ridden corpse (laughs) on a burning trash heap. In June of 1979. Yeah. He was burnt to a crisp and full of bugs. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, fuck you. (laughs) (coughs) So the arrest. Lewis Werner. So he was arrested in February of 1979. And, of course, they offered him a deal. Um, They are like, you know, tell us about what happened with Lufthansa. We know you were the inside man. Just tell us. And he was like... It shut the fuck up Friday. He said nothing. He was like, I ain't saying fucking shit. <laughs> he went through the trial, went through everything, and ended up being convicted on May seventh, nineteen 1979. He was sentenced to 15 years, um, did his time. He remains the only person convicted for the Lufthansa heist. And he died in uh, 2007. I believe in natural causes. I couldn't find any reason for In him. prison? No, no, it wouldn't have been in prison. Um, Also, Henry Hill. So, that's kind of how Goodfellas and all of that came about is that Henry Hill got busted. Um, So, he was arrested for drug trafficking in 1980. And the reason he got busted is Bobby Germain Jr., who was an 18 year old weed dealer who was doing odd jobs at his fucking house. Oh my God. (laughs) He got busted. And was like, hey, I'll be an informant. And the dude I work for, I think he's hooked to the mob. So they used that to get wiretaps on the Hill's phones and shit like that. And then they had just, like, mountains and mountains of evidence that Henry Hill was dealing drugs to just about every fucking body. In the end, Angelo Seppe shot Bobby Germain Jr. in the face. (laughs) You know, for, for ratting out Henry Hill. But in the meantime... Henry Hill entered the Federal Witness Protection Program. So, they're like, we'll give you protection if you testify against all these mob fuckers. But, because everybody that was involved in the Lufthansa heist was either dead or wouldn't fucking talk, because the only people that are still left alive are Henry Hill, Angelo Sepe, and Lewis Warner. And they're not talking. Um... There was no way to corroborate anything that Henry Hill said about Lufthansa, so they couldn't go any further with that. What they did was they had Hill te- testify about other crimes, like uh, document forgery, gambling schemes, things like that. And due to Hill's testimony, Jimmy Burke and Paul Vario spent the rest of their lives in jail. So I think said so he testified like in like five different trials. You know, just on random shit, you know, against the mob fuckers. So after everybody that wanted to whack Henry Hill was dead, he kind of came out of hiding and became a celebrity. He toured and he gave speeches, like, at a whole shitload <laughs> of high schools. <laughs> About what? <laughs> About not, how not to end up like him, I guess. Oh,
1: like he was a part of the D.A.R.E. program.
2: <laughs> He also co-wrote, co-wrote this book that I used at my, as my source. Um, he died of natural causes in 2012. And that is all I have.
1: That is fucking wild, <laughs> man. That is, and I've seen, um, I've seen Goodfellas. Uh-huh. I like Goodfellas. I don't remember them robbing an airport in that movie. Is that what that whole movie's about? Because no, I don't okay. remember that man
2: name. So, because Hill wasn't actually at the airport for the robbery, the movie kind of skates around that. So, it's kind of like what led up to it. So, it talks about them planning it, and then it talks about after. So, you see all the oh, people getting whacked. Okay, that's why they're getting whacked? Yeah. I missed yeah. that
1: whole thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not super obvious. And in the movie, they change a lot of names. Some things are different. Um and it, it, it's kinda interesting because the only person who actually looks like the person they're supposed to be is Samuel L. Jackson is Stax and I looked at the picture for Stax and he looks just fucking like him. But Joe Pesci's character like is like a super tall, like good looking, like actor dude. Like, that looks nothing like him, but I keep
1: picturing him as. I would like to know the story behind that. Like, what made them go for him? Apparently, he's the exact opposite. So, what made them go for. Or is it just because he was so cool at the time? Like, everybody loved Joe. I mean, when, I love him now. Because when
4: you make gangster movies, you always pick the people that play gangsters. Yeah. I mean, Joe Pesci
2: is amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, Joe, type, type and yeah, and I, mean I love I was, him, too. It's
2: just... While I was reading it, it was so hard not to picture him in that role. Yeah. But then when I saw the picture of the actual person, I'm like, wow,
1: that's... <laughs> like, what the
2: hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: that's all you got.
2: That is all I got. Everybody gets whacked. That's the name of the episode. Everyone gets whacked. Man, I, I thought I had
1: it. So, so what I had had was gorillas gone wild, bad hand jobs, and incompetent junkies. But then we got getting whacked, and we got to shut the fuck up Friday. Like, I'm gonna have to listen back. I have to listen back and figure it out. Yeah. All right. Um. So promo this week, which fits fucking perfect, and I did just pull this out of my ass. Return to Oswald.
2: You know that show's over though, right? No, I did not know that. Now they're on Orphan Black.
1: I th- Fuck me. Yeah. Oh
3: well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no promo this week, <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just
4: fucking run that one. Well, okay.
1: okay, yeah, because maybe y'all ain't never heard it. So Yeah, it's amazing. Return it's to Oswald. Moments. They redid they rewatched Fucking Oz, which was goddamn amazing. I fucking loved Oz so fucking much.
2: I love I this show so much I pay for their Patreon. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: so,
4: there's no rule that says you can only listen to current episodes you're, of a you're podcast. Right. That's, well, true.
1: That's yeah. true. I you're feel right. like an asshole now. So here yeah. is the promo for Return to Oswald. If you have not listened, listen. If you've already listened, fucking listen again. Yeah.
4: I might listen because I do like
1: us. fucking loved us. I'm Derek,
0: one of the hosts of Return to Oswald. Return to Oswald is a podcast about the iconic HBO show Oz. And we started it quite simply because my friend Brandon has never seen a single episode and we loved living through its horror. Scar, Brandon, and myself get together every Tuesday and discuss this show episode by episode, season by season. We have great conversations and nothing gets held back. We respect each other too much to lie. And we talk about how absurd this show really is when you look back at it. Like, how long is the time frame in Oz? People are getting executed within like three days of getting there. And why do they show people if they're just going to kill them within eight minutes? That did happen. And why hire so many rappers to play bit roles? Is there a quota? Why is there a direct pipeline between this show, The Corner, and The Wire? Oh, and The Sopranos. We didn't forget about y'all. Also... How does Adebisi's hat stay on? Why didn't anybody ever notice he had a CD player in his drawers? And why won't they put cameras up in that gym? These are all questions we talk about and more. So check us out. Go to linktree backslash hbo RTO to find our latest episode. You can also just type us into your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for checking us out. That's me. Fucking roll
1: model. Um, but so I guess that's all we got. All right.
0: Going to be talking about Polybius.
1: That's right. We'll be joined by John Brooks.
4: And then going to Kansas to get an RV.
1: Yeah, we gotta, we're we going to pick up an RV so that we can go to Friar Fest in 2.0 in September. So for anybody who does not know, we, spur the moment, just sporadically bought tickets to this thing called the Blue Ridge Rock Fest that is happening in Virginia in September. So we were like, fuck yeah, it's a fucking four-day music festival. There's a fuck ton of people. We were like, hell yeah, tickets are expensive as fuck, but we are like, fuck it, we'll do it. We'll drive to Virginia, it doesn't matter. And then, I just want y'all to go in and Google what happened last year at <laughs> <laughs> fucking the Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Um, so... We're going to be making a trip to Kansas to pick up an RV.
4: Because apparently <laughs> this whole town only has like two hotels. And There's fucking no fucking
1: hotels. <laughs> and also, which I call horseshit, and I do want um, anybody who listens to this, I'm chime in because we have gone to festivals, multi-day festivals before, but we cannot remember. This one, they're saying you can't leave and come back unless you have a cabin spot or an RV spot. Like, if you're just a, if you just drive and park your car, you can't leave and go to McDonald's. You know, like, once you're there, you're there. We're in our 40s, except for Matt over here, the young, young, young buck. I can't spend 17 hours out in the hot ass sun with 50,000 people listening to fucking Candlebox. Like, I, (laughs) I need to be able to leave. Right. So now we have to get an RV. Lucky for us, Aunt Jeannie, who we talk about all the time. Has an RV. hello Jeannie, she's have, listening. Yeah. Oh, she's listening. She's absolutely listening. But however, this this RV is sixteen hours away from us, so we have to drive thirty two hours to pick up this RV but. to go to the fire festival.
4: <laughs> We should get Alicia to make us giant Drunk Theory logos to stick on the windows, and we could just make it a giant tour bus. Hell
2: yeah! Oh my gosh, she totally would. She would absolutely do
4: it! And you know what? If this fucking Fire Festival Blue Ridge Rock Fest doesn't turn out, we can just drive the RV.
1: (laughs) We can go on a cross country
4: tour. (laughs) I mean, fuck it, we're free for four days already, so.
1: We could just pull off anywhere. People would think we were (laughs) famous. Bring your microphones, because that might be a thing that happens. We could come up to the generator, right? And we could just park in a Walmart parking (laughs) lot and just do an episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. We did not own, like, TikTok.
4: We're not going cross-country, but we could do do some east coast really stuff is in
1: the east coast. between
4: south carolina and virginia which is only north carolina
1: do <laughs> you have to go through alabama to get to virginia no god damn it because i still want to go to the big fish town well if virginia sucks maybe we'll
3: just <laughs> <you> turn around <laughs> and go <laughs> the other way <laughs> you turn
2: around
1: and go to the big fish town or i
2: could plan a whole separate <laughs> trip to the big fish town at another time
1: yeah. Any,
4: anything we can get within this four day period is <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um,
4: we're going on We could oh, say we just, that we'll
1: record something, but we know we will not. We're going on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if we emailed them and told them that we were famous wait, and that podcast.
4: <laughs> Hold on. Once we get back, the RV will always be here, so we could go on tour. We could. We could, any start other doing, time? we could
1: start doing tours. You know what we could start doing? We could start finding... Um, like concerts and just posting up at the nearest Walmart and being like, after the show, come by and see
4: us. <laughs> no, you know. I what, thought you, you
1: were just say kn- like just in behind no. the tour bus. That's, we what, can try that's, that
4: that's where I'm going. You show up with the tour buses, they ain't gonna fucking know. We're
2: opening act. You know what?
4: Those, you know what those tour buses look like? The fucking RV we're going to get. <laughs>
1: oh, they man. just
4: they just rent regular ass RVs.
1: y'all we got shit in the works. <laughs> Scheming. I'm it. excited either way. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fucking amazing. It'll be a story.
4: We're going Dark on tour. Was,
1: yeah. <laughs> We're going on tour. Drunk <laughs> Theory <laughs> Tour 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out, man. <laughs> <laughs>